close your eyes. Picture a feather floating in front of you. See it? Okay. Listening to this podcast keeps the feather floating. Good evening. It is March 1st, 2018, and this is My Best Friend's Game, Episode 5, where we're going to talk about Celeste and Albert and Otto. Uh, I'm your host for the month, Max Sims. And I'm a co-host, Tim Zamanigan. And I'm the other co-host, Evan Ledesma. Yo. All right. So, hello and welcome to My Best Friend's Game, where we're best <laughs> friends who make each other play our favorite game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, starting off, we like to discuss, outside of the games that we have been assigned, what games are we playing in our leisure time? Um, so, Tim, I'll let you start off with this one, if you've been playing anything new, or if you haven't. Well, boys, I've been enjoying that Nintendo Switch life. I have Ooh. recently acquired Mario Kart 8 DX, um, 8 which DX. I had already played, like, ex- no, pretty extensively back when it was on the Wii U, but just repackaging it on the Switch makes it... Just, I don't want to say infinitely better, but at least like seven hundred percent better. Um, the fact that there's online and the fact that all the DLC is included is super cool, and the soundtrack's amazing. And yeah, man, I love that game. And I was having an argument with somebody, hmm. well, a couple people. I know hmm. I, I, I talked to you guys about this before, but people who say Mario Kart sixty four is the best Mario Kart. No, hey, I'm here to tell you <laughs> no. right now on the air. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I think wrong. we're all in agreement there, right? Well, well yeah. okay. So, and it, so here's coming from someone who 64 was their favorite mm-hmm. uh, until Mario Kart 8 released. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. 64 is good, but Mario Kart 8 is so much better. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's I mean, like it just it improves. It's in like Mario way. Kart 64 too. Right. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in the way that Snowboard Kids 2 so improved upon Snowboard Kids 1. Uh, Mario Kart's sort of. the same. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, well, I personally, we don't have to get into this. I thought Double Dash oh, we do. was better than Double Dash. Nintendo 64 one, but I think Mario Kart 8 objectively just, I think it, I think it just kind of like oh, really? perfects Because I thought you else. guys were Double Dash till you die. I love Double Dash. If Mario Kart 8 had added the Double Rider system, it would have been the perfect oh. Mario Kart game. <laughs> that makes but sense. But I think all the polish that went into this most recent one kind of mm-hmm. uh, kind of makes up for it. I think it's better. Anyway, yeah. I've been playing that. I've been playing a lot of Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Uh, I'm Ooh. really bad at it. Evan's been playing more of it. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. And also, I started playing Monster Hunter World, but only mm. got past the character creator screen because that took me an hour and a half. So um, it's important. Yeah. Evan, what are you up to these days? Uh, I haven't been playing any like narrative story games. So I've only been playing Dragon Ball and Overwatch. <laughs> um, we're all excited for Brigitta um, Br- to come Brigitta. out. <laughs> Brigitta. Brigitta. Right. I just think it's Brigitta. Brigitta. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly that. Yes. Um, but it's memeing. a good time. Um, Dragon Ball is kicking my ass, but I am steadily increasing in power, just like what Goku and season whatever. Oh my, uh, my ranking right now is Super Saiyan 2. So oh, we'll oh. see where I am like in a month. Um, He's strong enough to defeat Cell. <laughs> I think it. I think there's like ten rankings. So and Super Saiyan two is five. So I'm halfway. Okay. Right. Halfway there. Right. So yeah. Uh, as in like five, and then one is the best, or five and then ten is the best. 
Oh, I, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter either way. Either way. <laughs> well, no, I mean, one, you're slightly closer to the top uh-huh. by 10%. Oh, I see what you okay. mean. Yeah, it's 10 yeah. then. Yeah. Because you start off okay. on the first one, so. Oh, okay, got it, mm-hmm. got it, got it. So you've been working your way up. And th- it takes time in addition to skill, too, right? Yeah, so you know. that ranking is like the ranked matches. Right now, yeah. I was an orange icon, but I dropped to yellow because I lost to too many other oh, oranges. Yellow is bad. Um, okay. And that was frustrating um, and very painful. Um, <laughs> but I'm climbing back, guys. I'm climbing back. He's clawing his way up. <laughs> yeah, man. You just keep running along that snake way. You know, you'll make it. Get, a, make get, it him, at, get him at Evo for our live episode. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Look forward to that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, going back to the uh, Monster Hunter character creator real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did we all see that the creator of Deadly Premonition made the guy from Twin Peaks in Monster Hunter as his character? Agent Cooper. <laughs> Agent Kyle Cooper. Kyle McLaughlin. It all ties together. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, all right. And so, personally, uh, I have also been playing a decent amount of Overwatch. Um, I've also been playing... I went back and played Yoshi's Island uh, on the Super nice. Nintendo, uh, which was honestly because Celeste was kind of reminding me of it in a weird uh, way. I um, feel you. And so I went back and played that, and that game is just... It's so generous with its levels. Like, it's technically at least... No, in America and Japan, uh, Super Mario World 2 colon Yoshi's Island. And wh- mm-hmm. I feel like when you compare it to Super Mario World, it's like the levels are at least three times as long as your average Super Mario World level. Interesting. I mean, wow. it's because they put a bunch of crap in there for you to collect and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's a more kind of relaxed game. But the later levels are pretty challenging. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, just a, yeah. it's a good time. It's just... It's so a good much game. good stuff in that game. It's it's just uh, so colorful I, and like pleasing to yeah, the eye. It, it looks <laughs> yeah. so good on the Super Nintendo, and you can see because before I didn't really know what the Super FX chip was, but it's this chip that's on a few higher budget, typically Super Nintendo games that allowed them to do extra like effects. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can see they just like went. It was like when they figured out they could do 3D movies, they just went really overboard with it, like making <laughs> giant sprites or like sprites mm, yeah, that do right. weird contortions nice. and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's some pseudo 3D stuff as well. That's, that's right. So hmm. it does a lot of interesting stuff for a Super Nintendo game, too, which I never really paid attention to. That's um, pretty cool. Love that mm-hmm. game. I also uh, I also got the new Shadow of the Colossus remake, which is like, um, I, it's like 95% it's Shadow of the Colossus, but mm-hmm. they did change a little bit, mm-hmm. what did they which change? I'm just like, because I've played the game so much, I'm just like, this is weird and different. No. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people I saw were like, the colors aren't totally right, mm-hmm. and like, and or like these were designed with like less detail in mind because that's what they could pull off. So people are like, that's kind of changing the game. And I'm I'm not as much like, oh yeah, that's changing it. I'm like, right. it's it's close enough. Mm-hmm. I this think. seems super you know? nitpicky. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they changed certain things like the voice of the god who you're you know killing oh. the colossi oh, they, for. They changed his voice a little bit. Like it just sounds like a different voice actor. But like hmm. that threw me off. Hmm. They changed the controls, and I am. I didn't realize it until I started playing, but I was like, I can't use these new controls. The old ones are burned into my brain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thankfully you can switch back. So not I a still, complaint there necessarily. That's yeah. Weird. I still uh, haven't played it yet. I'm very much excited to, but just a lot on my plate. Yeah. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, only, I only got to maybe four of the Colossi mm-hmm. and then I kind of ah, okay. stopped. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, yeah, it's the same game. I mean, I like replaying it, but, mm-hmm. uh, and then, the only other thing I got uh, recently, I think just two days ago, uh, Hal, who you know makes Kirby games mm-hmm. and some other Nintendo games, mostly Nintendo stuff, 
um, they came out with an iPhone game called Part Time UFO. That's basically a like crane game slash puzzle game oh. where you're picking stuff up with your little crane and stacking it. So it's like a little <laughs> okay. physics-based puzzle thing, but it's like it has very nice music and graphics, just very friendly game. Hmm. Uh, nice. I haven't you know finished it yet, but it seems like it seems like it's fairly short and like finishable within you know, a few hours of dedicated play, but, you know, you play a level here and there, try to go for high scores. It's hmm. it's a good time. It's four bucks. Okay. You know. Speaking of which, there is a new Kirby game coming out next month that I'm kind of excited about. Hopefully mm. it'll be good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Kirby games are generally, like, no one really complains about them, so I don't think yeah. they're, like, yeah. bad or game-changing. They're just like, yeah, here's the Kirby. Perfectly benign. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, it's not the Kirby episode, so let's not <laughs> move the right along. Episode. Uh, so, uh, I believe that about wraps it up for the intro. So then we can, uh, move on to our main game, which is Celeste. So Celeste just came out last month, January, uh, for PlayStation 4 and personal computers. Mm. Uh, it is a platformer from, uh, the lead developer is Matt Thorson, who also did Towerfall, which is one of my favorite versus multiplayer games. Uh, and Celeste takes a lot kind of from Towerfall in terms of movement. It kind of changes certain things, but it has the air dash that made Towerfall mm-hmm. feel really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the, you know, the basic idea of the game is you are uh, Madeline, a young woman who decides to climb a mountain for reasons that are kind of unclear, but it turns out the mountain is sort of supernatural and like creates a physical manifestation of, uh, of your kind of personality, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's a deliciously controlling <laughs> platformer. It almost mm-hmm. kind of feels like you're actually climbing a mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, so or flying it up. Flying I think up I think we're gonna do it where we put our kind of overall thoughts at the end. Uh, okay. Because otherwise it okay. seems like we're restating them. Uh, so I think we're just gonna jump in and kind of you know pick at things. So uh, first up, Let's controls, pick. delicious controls. Uh, <laughs> so as we as we learned in uh, episode two, deadly premonition. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for games that feel really good, mm-hmm. uh, and just looking at, you know, uh, five seconds of footage of this game, I was like, okay, yes, I'm ready. It's going to mm-hmm. be great. Uh, <laughs> and it did not let me down in that sense. Uh, it, it, the air dash mechanics, the climbing mechanics feel really good, I think. Uh, one thing I like about the climbing mechanic is I feel like other developers would have put a like little bar in there to show your stamina. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. game, you have a fixed amount that is used more when you're climbing up versus hanging on a wall, but mm-hmm. used either way. But you have to just muscle memorize the exact, you know, running out of stamina time. Yeah, uh, I liked how there was, like, a lack of a HUD. Like, it was just, like, all in-game. You knew everything. Like, when once you used your double jump, like, she turned a different color, and then you're like, oh, I don't have that jump anymore. It's very intuitive. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of good good feedback in that regard. Definitely. Think, for sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of feedback, I think the controller had like haptic vibrations and stuff whenever Mm. you, uh, air dashed and I think whenever you died. So that was kind of a nice little tactile sensation. And were you playing it, Tim, on the Switch or the PlayStation 4? Uh, PlayStation 4. I played on PlayStation 4. Okay, so I believe we Um, all did then. I was afraid of getting it on the Switch because I need a good D-pad and I'm not Mm. totally Mm. in love with the Switch's D-pad. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, um, I did run into a little bit of difficulty every now and then with the D-pad, just like sometimes mm-hmm. I think it was, I usually, I blamed myself, you know, but sometimes I'd want to go right, but I guess I was lingering a little bit too much on the up, and so I just went diagonally and died. Uh, um, yes. But I, I usually was like, 
okay, I get what I did wrong. And I had mm-hmm. to like very deliberately like make myself go right. But otherwise, generally, um, I think it felt really good. I generally, when I wanted to be somewhere on the screen, I could get there. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like I was like fighting the game for it or something right. like that. So yeah. yeah. Um, it is kind of interesting. You mentioned the D pad. Um, I use the D pad for the entire game. You have the option of using the stick, but that would feel really weird with mm-hmm. the exception mm-hmm. oh. of, okay, here uh, we go. I think I was mm-hmm. just going to bring this up. I need to, please go ahead. <laughs> We're all in agreement here. Um, Say it. Towards, <laughs> so Say in the game, as we mentioned, you're climbing up a mountain. It's a platforming game, right? So you're hopping mm-hmm. from platform to platform. You're climbing up stuff. You're air dashing to get to different spaces. And in each level, um, basically there is a new mechanic that's introduced mm-hmm. to guide you through that level. And you solve puzzles with that mechanic in a later level. Uh, you find these golden feathers golden that feathers, are floating exactly. in the air. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and whereas your movement is usually restricted to, you know, the, with the D pad, you have basically eight directions eight direction, of movement yeah. more or less. Um, once you collect this feather, you momentarily turn into this orb of light that travels, and it doesn't mm-hmm. just travel in like an eight direction spectrum. It kind of travels in a more uh, what's what would you say the word would be? I but don't know, three hundred and something. <laughs> sure, three hundred and sixty <laughs> degrees of control. So yeah. the uh, the pad no longer mm-hmm. feels good to use. So like weirdly in those instances, like in the instant moment I grabbed that thing, my thumb switched over to the right. stick for those in order mm-hmm. to guide myself through a maze of spikes while you're in this orb of light before mm-hmm. you get to the next spot. So, mm-hmm. uh, so do you, th- my question regarding that is, do you think that was intentional? Do you think they wanted you to move from D-pad to stick back to D-pad? I don't know. I mean, I that definitely like, made it more difficult for a few of the puzzles, whereas normally it seems like mm-hmm. kind of a freebie sort of Mm-hmm. Uh, like mm-hmm. power up, right? Like, I mean, okay, yeah. you can free fly, and maybe it's a little hard to steer, but it makes it a little more challenging if you have to like jump back. So I don't know, maybe. Yeah, but well, and and then because there are power ups earlier on that just give you basically an extra dash in one of those eight directions, and mm-hmm. whereas when you're the orb of light, if you're going from say going straight up to going right, you'll do a kind of curve. Yeah. You can't just That's immediately right. go right. True, you have true. kind of momentum that you have to curve, so that mm-hmm. makes it. That I think that's what makes it easier to control with the stick and harder to control with the uh, D-pad because you don't get that. You can go in more of a straight line with the stick and do less curving. Did this come out on the PC? Dangerous. I'm sorry. Did this come uh, out on the it PC? Did. It did. Interesting. Hmm. So what, it, I mean, PC I, players, I think these day and age, like use they Xbox have controllers. 360 controllers or something. They have, yeah. they have sticks. Kind of hard to say. <laughs> yeah, though. you know, uh, I hadn't given, I guess I hadn't given the developer the benefit of the doubt to think that it might have been intentional to just kind of do that. But I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe it wasn't. I have maybe. no idea. But I don't know. I mean, that's one thing I don't want to like get too much into it, but like that's one thing that I really like about this game is each chapter has like a couple of discrete mechanics that's like mm-hmm. in that chapter and each one feels different and thoughtful, you know? So, I mean, towards really the end, if they want to, yeah, and towards the yeah. end, if they really wanted to switch it up and have you even like switch your control schemes for moment to moment, that mm-hmm. is actually kind of ingenious that I think mm-hmm. about it. So, yeah. Yeah. What were your guys' favorite like mechanic for oh, per level? Oh boy, introduced. I thought we might ask this. Um, so I went back and played one of the earlier levels. Uh, mm-hmm. When you go through the levels, sometimes you find little bonus rooms where you can collect a B-side tape, which basically yes. unlocks an alternate, more difficult version of the level. Mm-hmm. Much um, more difficult. Much, much more difficult version of the level that uses like the same mechanics and puzzles, but more like they're harder puzzles, basically. So, mm-hmm. um, so I went back and I did, I think it might have been level one or two, whichever one was the one with the 
big blocks of like level two. Um, yeah, that was my level favorite. Two. <laughs> yeah, with like they're basically like big blocks of like twinkly stars. Of, like space, basically. basically. Yeah, yeah. But if you dash into them, basically it carries the momentum through the entire block, and it makes like really. That's another thing about this game. Everything sounds really good. It makes a really good satisfying design. noise, and the feedback's mm-hmm. really good. And you just kind of fly through it, and uh, like you're flying through Jello. Yeah. yeah, like you're, yeah, space that's like, jello. It's like, it's like you're flying through jello that looks like outer space. Yeah. Um, it makes and, gloopy noises, you know. It, it makes gloopy bubbly. noises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that might have been my favorite mechanic, and it's it's early on, but I, I did enjoy that quite a bit. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely my least favorite mechanic, and this is just a personal preface thing. Thank God there was no ice level where you were sliding along, mm-hmm. or at least mm-hmm. if there was. A, I don't think there was. There. I think there was a little bit of slippery. The space but it cube wasn't is kind of that because, like, once you commit, like, you have to keep yeah. going, sort of thing. So sure, you have to sure. think ahead. But, but it's not as annoying as ice levels. But the mm-hmm. the wind mechanic, there was a level that oh, uh, yeah. heavily used wind, and it just like I hated that. It, I mean, like, it felt to the game's credit, it felt like I was like, God, I'm pushing through yeah. this wind, or sometimes <laughs> yeah. it was right. the wind was pushing you, uh, yeah. you know, forward at a fast speed. Uh-huh. So like, I mean, it was used well. I just I just don't really like that kind of mechanic. Right. I know Donkey Kong Country uh, mm-hmm. had that. In it too and yeah. i'm sure countless other games but it never feels fun it just feels like hard like you're just grinding against yeah. it i guess i so yeah i don't know it's That's it definitely it's definitely it, yeah no I, I get what you're saying um it oh i burped let's cut that um <laughs> yeah, we'll keep see. it in <laughs> bleep it out <laughs> bleep it I get out what you're saying it, i have uh, been censoring you guys there's oh, too many swears uh-uh. sorry I did. in this episode i think we're pretty good so far i'm sorry I master like a sailor <laughs> um yeah i get i get what you mean um the resistance from the wind was uh, rough sometimes but it also also make you feel very liberated when it's kind of aiding you and helping your jumps mm-hmm. like on the That's opposite direction right so yes maybe and, it's and, like the ebb and, and flow Mm-hmm. And I think, and that's, I mean, that's kind of like, I guess, like almost a microcosm for the game. Cause it's, it's a bunch of different levels, but really the levels, I'd say the real levels, quote unquote, are each basically room is its own kind of puzzle slash platform thing. Right. Uh, whereas the worlds, you know, more are the levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, where was I going with this? Oh my God. I don't know. Uh, you, yes. The, yeah. um, just the feeling you get when you beat a particularly hard one. Like I, I started, I noticed, I started noticing like halfway through the game that like when I'd finish a difficult level, I would have been holding my breath for the entire you know, like, room. <laughs> and then I had a big exhale. Cause it's like, yeah. I have to like breathing is going to distract me. I can't breathe during this. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, no, yeah, there's like such there. So the beauty of the game is, I mean, there's a lot of it, but, um, you know, you're mountain climbing. And I think like a theme of the game is kind of like to take it like one step at a time. Like mm-hmm. you can do this if you persevere kind of thing. Right. Um, and that actually is kind of beautifully echoed in just the way the levels are structured, because like mm-hmm. you said, it's screen by screen. Mm-hmm. So you solve a puzzle, a platform puzzle in one screen. And when you get to the next screen, that's where you can pick up. You can you can save and quit at that screen and come back later if you need to because you need a break. Um, it just feels very good to get to the next little bit, like just bit by bit of the level, you know? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was yeah. really, really thoughtful. Uh, the, the most recent B-side that I completed, it took me about a week of, like, playing it for 20 minutes, dying too much, giving up, saving, quitting, <laughs> retrying. But oh, I eventually God. did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think my, I mean, own, 
My only problem oh, sorry, with no. some of the, like the screen by screen things that happened, like uh, like towards the end with the final boss, I I like died so many times that it just like took me out of it. Like mm. you would get past like this very long sequence, and then you you drop down into like the next place, and then there's like a spike there, and you're dead or something. And I was like, okay, yeah, was well, like, thank you yeah. about that. Okay, <laughs> this is like it's literally inch by inch, so it's like it's like a good thing, but it could also be a, a very bad thing sometimes for mm-hmm, me. Again. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be noted that the game has a huge host of, uh, untouched by me, but this is what I've been told, uh, assist options where you can slow down the game's time. Oh. You can basically edit anything you want about the game to make it easier for you. Yeah, doesn't um, that option come up before you start playing? It's like, do yeah. you want I think it does. Mode? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so that's there. I'm and not a baby I, like, who needs it sounds baby like help. Be, it sounds like it would be fun to play around with because you can change all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, but apparently it adds a permanent mark to your save file, though I've cool. heard that there is a incoming patch to turn that off, I guess. No, so. you need that scarlet letter. Mark of well, shame. But on the other hand, if you just want to kind of explore it, you know. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, a thing about, or one other thing that I liked about the game is that there are, I believe, 175 strawberries, mm. either <laughs> hidden or just kind of in plain sight, but difficult to get throughout the world. Um, and the strawberries do absolutely nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so they you're just getting them to prove that you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did you guys have a count of how many strawberries you had upon completing the game? Yes, Max, I have a count. And uh, I know, <laughs> I know that on some level it you're just asking. Least, it was at least double digit, we'll say. At least double <laughs> Not digit. Not triple digit. <laughs> no, no, Evan, I, wait, Evan, I, I want you to go look. Like let's let's just like put a pause in the podcast. It was fire up that PlayStation. It was okay. <laughs> I know what the ballpark was, but tell us the ballpark. It was in the twenties. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. No. You, you said Is that good enough. <laughs> That's in, good in enough. A, That's okay. good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In Tim. a uh, in a text conversation with us prior to the podcast, Max was saying he was going to ask this question, uh-huh. and we know full well it's because Max. <laughs> Probably has a very large amount of strawberries. That's, I tried to get everyone that I could. Okay, um, uh, unless I was question. on a roll and one like popped into the corner of the screen as I was like finishing a really hard level, then I was like, no, right. forget mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I think <laughs> I think generally my way of going was like if I came across one, I would try my best to get it. Usually, uh, usually so I ended up. Yeah, I ended up with 68 strawberries at the end. Oh, that's pretty no, good. There you go. Okay, I had 93. I mean, that's not that much. Okay. Uh, all right, all right. I'm up to 130-something after, you know, after replaying <laughs> after the level replaying. several times. After replaying, sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, I've yeah. been trying to clean them up, but... Does anybody have a, just... Did anybody keep track of their death count at the very end? Because I did. Uh, it gave you strawberries and death count. Unfortunately, I did not. Um, I, I have my death count now after playing several B-sides. I think my death count based on some levels that I have since un- like left untouched, was probably in the six to 700 range. <laughs> Damn. Uh, that gets hard, death- then. Yeah. <laughs> well, my death count is 1,429 <laughs> deaths. So, yes. And um, Evan? I don't know. Let me let me look oh, you it don't. up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, yeah, we can have Did you, Evan, play mm-hmm. the game much beyond beating it? Uh, no, I got like, I want to say like 60 or 70% of the B-sides. Um, oh, that was the main thing them. I was trying to get. 
rather than okay. the strawberries. Did you beat any of the B-sides? No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I tried right. the chapter two B-side, and it was uh, uh, it was fun, but I got to a certain point, and I was like, I can't beat this. <laughs> so at least I had to like prioritize beating the B-side level with yeah. beating the game for the podcast. So True. It's all to about priority at that point. Yeah. It's like, I just want to beat it. I mean, yeah, I, I think I beat the game the day after I announced it for the podcast, so oh, I had a okay. head start, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, my total death count now, though, is 2,070, so, oh, uh, you know, it's gone up a bit. You, typically on the B-sides, I have around 200 deaths each. Uh, so, One thing yeah. I would like to touch on while Evan maybe is still looking up his deaths is it's how... Loading. Okay, yeah, well, I mean... You know, I died almost 1,500 deaths um, in this playthrough, and I think the overall playtime was about eight hours, something like that, yeah, which sounds, sounds like right. a lot. Um, right. But one thing I like about this game is sometimes it is trial and error, but that's kind of okay. I mean, you mm-hmm. die, and then you're immediately back to life. It's like, yeah, yeah. back to life. And you can right. even speed it up if you tap the X button, I found. Really? Ah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it was, um, it was fast that. enough for me. I guess I didn't even... Um, sometimes, like, I would, like, uh, dash into some spikes and, like, muscle memory I'm trying to jump over or something, and I just timed the X button with the exact moment I died and just, like, brought it right back uh, to, like, it just, like, sped it up a little bit, which was kind of nice. So, yeah, I had, I liked... Skew me, skew me. I got <laughs> 911 deaths. Wow. Uh, <laughs> call the cops. 911 deaths. <laughs> to, Investigate to 311. Fair, to be fair, about 200 of these deaths was when I tried the B-side and didn't finish it. Right. So, yeah, see, so I, I think we had all so. it's about close-ish yeah. Yeah. Roughly. But the um, game says, the game tells you, be proud of your death count. Yeah, yeah. it means I be kept proud. trying. So um, I've, I've, I just wanted to bring one quick thing up because I saw a lot of people being like, oh, it's a really hard platformer game that's good. Like, uh-huh. it's, it's like Super Meat Boy. And let mm. me tell you why this game is better than Super Meat Boy. Okay, let's hear it. Hit me, Max. Uh, tell me. So there's an actual feeling of, like, progression and a world. Super Meat Boy mm-hmm. is like, I mean, and this is what Super Meat Boy is trying to be, so I'm not, you know, necessarily dissing it for this, but sure. Super Meat Boy just has levels. You know, mm-hmm. like it just has discrete levels that aren't connected yeah. together in any right. way. Uh, I mean, I personally like the feeling of Celeste a little bit more, but that's probably, you know, subjective, objective, objective. Uh, but no, also subjective, subjective. The one that is up to me. <laughs> that's subjective. <laughs> I'm not the lawyer here. Uh, so, I mean, and, and also Super Meat Boy has just a completely like throwaway story. You know, it's, it's in a way an homage to Super Mario. Right. So it's like you know, trying to be that. But then Celeste mm-hmm. has, I An think, actual a story. throwaway story, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which is weird for a hard platforming game. Like, has there ever been one with a decent story? No. Like one that's like, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I mean, don't like, think a, so. A good platformer with a good story? Mm-hmm. I, maybe. You know, I, honestly, I can't, honestly, I can't conjure end, one up. I, I wanted more. Like, um, when you're, like, mm-hmm. choosing your dialogue options with, uh, what's his name? Uh, and you're like Theo. basically at the top of the mountain, and you got you could choose how the the dialogue flows by choosing both yeah. of their dialogue Which options. Which was interesting. Was like, Why wasn't more of this in the game? Like I felt like I just wanted some more, and I think that's oh I think yeah, that's that a was good sign, it gave you actually. a taste. Yeah, it gave me a taste, and then it was gone. And I, I really yeah. really enjoyed that section. Um, I I thought that up until it was probably up until like the last third of the game that the story was kind of throwaway. But then like mm-hmm. I started to kind of realize like. Okay, where better. are the themes kind of ringing? You know, mm-hmm. where is this going? Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it definitely... Also, the game itself definitely played up the story more in the last mm-hmm. part of the game, for sure. Right. Definitely. So, yeah, because yeah. yeah. 
I mean, okay, so we can kind of explain the story here a little bit. Um, yeah, Max. You know, for listeners who don't feel like playing this cool game. Uh, this is a very so good game. Play it. Basically, you're a girl climbing a mountain. She doesn't really know why. She meets this other guy who's cl- also climbing the mountain, and they start, you know, get to talking uh, as well as, and earlier, I guess, in the game, she has, like, a panic attack and calls her mom. It's It's basically about depression and her, like, coming to deal with the fact that there are parts of her that aren't so great, but she can work on that. It's all about improving yourself, I guess. I would say anxiety say. rather than depression, anxiety. but I guess they go hand oh, anxiety, hand sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it could, I think it's a little of both, probably. It's I mean, a little maybe, bit of both. You know, there might be a little bit of projection, you know, it's basically like your <laughs> yeah. inner demons. You know? uh-huh. That's like, true, yeah. that's true. And so that, yeah. and I think that that's nice. The story isn't overly heavy handed when they, when I, when mm-hmm. I first started playing it and I like kind of saw what it was doing, I was like, is this going to be like, are they going to actually like get this right? Or are they going to kind of either Fumble not it. deliver or kind of <laughs> over deliver and be like, look at this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it kept it where it was vague enough. Um, but well told enough that I that yeah. it worked. I think for, for I, and I it agree. works for kind of yeah. anyone. I think uh, I um, actually read an article earlier about somebody who was like this game like made me believe in myself, and I was like, oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah, Tim. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I even had a note here specifically using the word uh, using the words manages to be cute and well thought out without being heavy handed. I mean, mm-hmm. heavy handed. That's yeah, yeah heavy handed. Yeah. Um, I think I think you said her heavy handed earlier, maybe, which is why I thought of this. But um, yeah, but like uh, basically towards the end. Sorry for spoilers, but um, That's you know the nature of the podcast. The nature of the podcast. <laughs> play try the to, game try before. To play these Please. games before the next episode. Play them with us um, for the month. Play it. Come back. It's a collaborative effort. That's right. <laughs> Not that play. this hasn't been released yet, though, and the previous one hasn't, so you can't know to play it oh, with us. But well, you know, but next one. Excuse me. Play the next game. <laughs> play my game that I announced. Um, Ooh, but it's yeah. coming, baby. <laughs> okay, let me let me let me let me let me. Um, basically, throughout this game, like you're climbing this mountain, which is a metaphor in itself. Um, mm-hmm. But your your other self, quote unquote, manifests itself because you're on this mystical mountain, and it's basically a mirror version of you uh, that basically just looks like a dark Madeline. Dark you. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's That's like what I was kind of worried. She kind of looks gothy. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, a little it's bit. like yeah. a tried and true like, trope, and you're kind of like, yeah, you know, dark. Are they going to do this again? Yeah, I w- yeah, I was worried about it because she was antagonizing you in the beginning. She's just like, mm-hmm. you know, being just real yeah. jerk to you, you know. Mm-hmm. But towards the end, um, basically, it's not so much like you conquer mm-hmm. that bad part of yourself. Like, c- the character Madeline has, like, conversations with this other part. And it's basically just kind of... And she even... <laughs> sorry. So there's even, like, one story beat where she's like, I don't need to... I don't need you anymore. Like, I don't need to feel this mm-hmm. way anymore. Whatever you represent, I don't need this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tries to just, like, cast aside her dark self. And mm-hmm. then the dark self's like, you can't just do that. You know, because it's <laughs> plunge down the bottom of the mountain. Right. Yeah. Um, and basically from there, she kind of realized, like, no, this is a part of me that's always going to be here. Mm-hmm. I have to learn how to coexist with this feeling and kind of, like, recognize that sometimes it, you know, grounds me. Mm-hmm. And also sometimes I can push with it. You know, it's it's it was really nice. It's basically a story about coming to terms with all aspects of yourself, which is, I think, a really healthy kind of mm-hmm. psychological thing. Yeah. Um, well, and it and I think it, hel- it helps, too, that the the other 
part of her isn't written as a complete like villain if you think about it because at first she's like why are you on this mountain like you probably can't do this yeah uh because she's just some girl who's climbing this huge mountain like Mm. for no reason so it's like kind of trying to knock some sense into her albeit maybe not in a very nice way uh but yeah so and i and i think it's really great that that last chapter especially uh you're basically you've the whole game first she was chasing you mm-hmm. then you were running after her mm-hmm. and then now you're working together and yeah. she like throws you thousands that's what of I was feet say, up the like, mountain like they baked it really, really well <laughs> into the story as well as the mechanics of the game mechanics. um yes, so yes, you really yes, felt yes. like you were working together towards that last goal that was the top of the mountain mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it, it just felt awesome like when you hit that bubble and you just kept flying and then they have a little cut scene talking between the mm-hmm. two of you i, I thought that was yeah. really effective And yeah, while there were only like, I think, four to five characters in the game, Mm -hmm. uh, what I liked is that like more than, you know, 95% of the video games I've ever played, if not more, uh, the characters in this actually kind of felt like real people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. At least they were all very distinct and well-written dialogue-wise, I thought. It's like The Walking Dead, maybe Undertale, like Mm -hmm. I don't know what else, you know. Mass Effect (laughs) has pretty well written you know realistic <laughs> obviously like in a fantasy thing you're mm-hmm. maybe not expecting right realistic characters because they don't live in the real world but i i like seeing that i like mm-hmm. seeing contemporary you know fiction yeah they had personality and talked like real people did mm-hmm. for the and, most I, parts. and the little touches like i love how like their text boxes were like different colors to like yeah. not even color just like design was, was plaid um, yeah and so Theos here's a point that i, I want to bring that. up so everyone talks in what i call animal crossing speak where they're basically mm-hmm. speaking gibberish but they have what i liked mm. about this is that they they have a tone like there are a lot of they're like a musical a instrument of tones almost. too like yeah. they have like inflections to their mm-hmm. gibberish yeah. um so mm-hmm. i think i think this game did it really well specifically even like i mean you know that's that's common throughout you know many games especially in the early like 3d era they didn't really have the space for all that dialogue yeah so they could do little gibberish things but mm-hmm. i i think i think they did a good job of that and that you could really like hear the dialogue through the gibberish you know mm-hmm. through the tone oh, yeah. plus the reading oh, yeah. you know yeah if, right. you, if you get what i'm saying uh yeah <laughs> i love uh i love the robust speed running elements that the game has it, mm-hmm. it tracks everything too which is great so you can see how much time you've spent on a level how many times you've died there overall uh what your best time is for the level so on the on the very first level i tried getting it as fast as i could Mm-hmm. Uh, because I watched a video that showed uh, my hero Tim Rogers. Uh, okay, games. wait a second. Video game professional <laughs> getting now getting I'm a one minute, get it here. one minute and twenty three seconds, one minute and twenty three seconds on the first level, That's... and the best I could do was one minute and forty five. And I'm like, how did he do it? I I don't understand. Now I know why you this game. The absolute <laughs> madman. So, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, uh, I was I was gonna say um, yes. I like how the game. You could take it casually or you could take it hardcore and it gave you both options like up front. Yeah. It was like, this is a hard game, but you can make it easy if you want. Also, there's a great story. So if you care about story, that's there, too. I love that. Yeah, it had a little something, I think, for everybody. And exactly. Like, yeah, you could like turn on the speed run timer at the very mm-hmm. beginning if you want to. I'm like, no, if you want no, to. No, thank you. You can get the strawberries. They don't do anything, but they're a badge yeah. of honor if you get them. But it also, so it gives you your your clear time as well as your full clear time, which is a time where you, you got all the strawberries and finished the level in, oh, you know, whatever, okay. X minutes. Sure. So I, I've never actually done a full clear, but hmm. it's nice that that option's there for the, mm-hmm. the speedrun. I can't wait to see this at Awesome Games done quick. 
Yes, that'll be super fun. Oh my um, god! <laughs> think about it. Think about it. S- sorry, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's thinking about it. Take and take a breath. <sighs> oh, this is going well so far. Um, yeah, no. One thing I really liked about this too, as far as the collectibles go, we talked about the strawberry collecting being optional, and there's so many games that like have collectibles that are optional oh, yeah. to collect, um, yeah. but. So rarely does it feel worth it. It just kind of mm-hmm. feels like you're collecting them just to collect them. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Celeste, I liked that, you know, basically each strawberry was kind of an isolated challenge in itself. Mm-hmm. And it's its own it badge is, of honor. Yeah. yeah. It's a badge so of honor. It is a, it is a badge of honor, but it's also, it was fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like... Uh, oh, just kind of explore off screen a little bit. Here's a strawberry. It's like, oh, you found this room. Here's kind of a hard puzzle. Try it if you mm-hmm. want to. And you're like, I mean, yeah, if, okay, if that I'll did come up, I just left. So, <laughs> yeah, fair. I was like, yeah. I don't have time for this. Um, it didn't work <laughs> for everybody, <laughs> but um. uh, also what what helped me uh, is like, especially if a strawberry takes a million times, the sound effect that you get when you land on the solid ground mm, and you yes, have yeah. it is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it is nice. And it gives you like a little a thousand points, even though I don't think there's a point system in the game. I so realize. there is a trophy for getting a one up, which I think is like possibly getting enough strawberries without dying. I don't actually know. Perfect um, game. Because otherwise, yeah, there is a little, it does give you points, which otherwise don't exist. So exist. I don't know, maybe if you get 10,000 points or something. I have no idea. I thought it might have been a little like tongue in cheek, kind of like, oh, you got a little thing. Here's some points mm-hmm. for it. Remember like, video mm-hmm. games? <laughs> yeah. The points mean nothing. So yeah. just like, whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Um, the game. Yeah. Curious. Max. Uh, so one, one thing that I noticed, like, if you had asked me, how much time do you think you spent on the B sides? I think I've done about four of them currently. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, probably about four hours. Uh, but then I went and looked because it keeps track of all the time you've spent doing anything. I've only played them for 90 minutes, but like hmm. <laughs> they're so mentally and physically taxing. Like, I feel like the game is almost giving me carpal tunnel sometimes. Like, <laughs> like I'll have to stop and like wave my hand around and go like, oh, oh. like, because I think yeah, I just I put this something. death grip on the controller to make sure I get the inputs correct. So mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if PC players have an advantage if they're if they are playing on keyboard they have a nice you know three fingers that they can mm-hmm. use for those directions instead of one thumb just like jamming right, yeah. down as hard as it can <laughs> exactly because uh, like Tim said you have to be precise in your movements uh-huh. um, even though you know essentially there are only eight directions for most of the game uh, so it's like I got to make sure that I'm jamming down on that diagonal mm-hmm. if I have to like do a diagonal <laughs> yeah. jump here uh, so yeah. Uh, that's Celeste. Do you guys have any, uh, anything further or would you like to move to closing comments? So I, there's a, actually a couple more things that I wanted to All mention. Right. All right. Um, mm-hmm. so hang on, uh, pause while I open up my note document pause. here. Um, we mentioned a little bit earlier talking about like your, um, you know, your other self and how in one level, like it's chasing you and another level oh, yeah. you're chasing it. Mm-hmm. That kind of plays into this concept of how this game approaches bosses. You know, mm-hmm. um, a lot yeah. of times in games, you know, you go through a level or whatever. And at the very end, you're in an arena with this mm-hmm. big, this big boss you have to be, you have to like bash, bash him to death or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what I really liked about Celeste is that the boss fights were really just, segments of the same platforming puzzle solving but 
under more stress. Either something's chasing you, something's shooting you, you have to like move at a certain pace in order mm-hmm. to keep something from catching up to you, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought that was really just kind of refreshing. Um, I think there are so many games, I'm just going to use a completely different game as an example here, but um, in the... In the no, no, we're not talking about <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is a game about button mashing, and then when you get to a boss, you button mash more. So in a way, that's really kind of appropriate. But with two buttons, um, sometimes triangle, sometimes, sometimes X, triangle. Uh, no, but I was um, what the one Deus Ex game I played. Um, I think it was like Human Revolution. Human hmm. Revolution. Yeah, um, I've overall, heard about this. Really fun game. I I really had a good time with it, but. Um, that whole game is kind of based around like, oh, progress how you want to. You know, you can right. either upgrade your robot body to blow these doors open and kill a bunch of people, or you can upgrade your hacking and you can hack into security systems and crawl through vents and stuff. So I tried the stealth options in that game and was like, oh, okay. So I have all of these, you know, little like little hacking tools and stuff. It's really cute. Um, and then we get to any boss fight in that game. All of a sudden it's like, oh, you can't shoot rockets out of your kneecaps. I guess you'll die 50 <laughs> times trying to beat this boss. And it just like felt super jarring mm. and completely off what the game felt like it was trying to do for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what I'm getting to is I like that Celeste stuck with what it was good at and basically right. just made it the same platforming yeah. but higher stakes, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was one thing I wanted to say. But well, yeah. I, I also liked how oh, yeah. in some bosses um, I accidentally, like, would jump on them and that would stop them. And I was like, oh, that that worked. And, it, and then I would just, just keep going. I, 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 love, yeah. I love the little touches in this game, like little discoveries. Um, yeah. I was also going to say, finally, about um, my favorite part of the game is when um, you're in the elevator with Theo and he's like, just picture a feather. Um, and I was like, wow, this is going to be a good cutscene. And so I li- literally just stared at the feather on screen, <laughs> falling to the bottom of the screen, and the square that you're, you're supposed to line it up with in order to progress uh, just yeah. kept going up and down. And I was just, like, watching in awe. And I was like, okay, where is this cutscene going? And then I, like, put two and two together finally, and I just, like, held X a little bit, and then like, the feather started to rise and go towards the box. I was like, oh my yeah. god, this is brilliant. I'm so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I finally got the two together, matched them up, and then, I, I don't know, I, it calmed me down. I was like, yeah. this is, like, a good technique for, like, people to, like, visualize when they're having issues, so, yeah, you know. yeah. I love that part. No, that even later in the game when I was having a difficult time, I was like, just be the feather, man. Just think <laughs> of the feather. Think of the Actually, feather. on that note, that reminds me. So, obviously, that cutscene where it has you do, like, the breathing exercise to calm your character mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Um, was good. But then later in the game, you kind of revisit it when yeah. things are going wrong. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I so it has you do the same thing, but... It seemed like stricter timing, and mm-hmm. I personally failed at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it kind of was like y- oh. uh, your character panics and she falls down. Um, oh, I didn't know that was possible. Thought, yeah, huh. so I was going to ask on the second time: Did you guys get it? And did anything happen? I I got it. Um, I don't. She didn't die, so. Um, no, no. So so hang on. Let me explain it a little bit better. So yeah, sorry. Hey. I yeah. think this was when. I mentioned this earlier, you confront your other self and this Uh is when you think that you can just be like, I don't need you. I'm going to leave you Uh here. And then she like attacks you and basically that's when it is. Right. And then you like breathe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're supposed to be with the feather and I failed 
Uh, I just wasn't making it line up properly. And then I just kind of, and then she's like, you can't do this. And she just throws me down to the bottom of the mountain. Uh, And that seemed like a scripted scene. So I believe that's all you can do. I don't believe Mm -hmm. you can win at that, but I like that in a, that was kind of a, an undertale like thing. I would Mm say, Mm -hmm. uh, or the game, the the game was messing with its own Mm -hmm. established mechanics, uh, to further the story. Uh, but no, yeah, I like that too. That was, that was good. That was good. That was some good, good writing, good programming. Uh, um, let me see good if program. I have any other notes here. Um, the this art style thing. is just super cute too. Yeah. <laughs> Final yeah. note. And so like, I saw so super cute when they were when the game was almost out. I was on a thread for it. I, I think on Reddit. I apologize for going on Reddit, audience. I'm a, uh, it's not 4chan, <laughs> you're fine. People were like, no, Reddit's... Uh, <laughs> wait, people were like, there's a there's a different art style in the, like, text box versus the actual game versus the map screen. <laughs> like, why couldn't they just choose one? And it's like, because they all work well together and look uh-huh. good, idiot. Uh-huh. Uh, but do so people upvoting that? That sounds like a bad take. I don't know take. if people were upvoting it. I downvoted <laughs> it. That's a so bad I take. That. Sure. I showed them what's Okay. What. Well, joke's on them because, well, we'll talk about the Metacritic score. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, uh, I thought it all blended really well together. I love the little yeah. pixel art, you know. Um, sometimes I think, like, people, like, use that, like, oh, pixel art as a new game kind of thing to be a crutch. Sometimes. Maybe a little lazy sometimes even. Yeah. But, um, Just to I appeal really... to your sense of, like, nostalgia. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of Bad pixel art exists, and right. this is yeah. not that. Yeah. This <laughs> is not that. Everything was vibrant that should have been. Um, everything looked amazing. Like, it's a, it's a beautiful game, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about sound design. Soundtrack was tight, man. Like oh, I yeah, it was good. really, really like the music. As you progress through the level, you know the music stays more or less the same, but like mm-hmm. little like extra beats will be added yeah. if you're like in an Picks intense part, bit. or yeah, yeah or yeah. like slow it's, down if you're getting more dramatic moments and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, it was yes. primarily just piano, right? It was just piano. There, I thought there was lots of stuff. I, some I think. I mean, the, the like main the, theme was definitely piano. Okay. Uh, yeah, I but, think that was the main instrument, but it was backed by like a lot of like electronic and kind of stuff. Okay. There was a lot of yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, going yeah. on. But uh, but anyway, speaking of the music, the very the last level where you're basically reclimbing the whole mountain after you've fallen down, mm-hmm. every little segment of the level gets like a remix of the same song, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just it, that that was great. Because uh, I thought, and and because the final level also reintroduces every little mechanic from each level and has mm-hmm. you like revisit them, so it's almost like the game was like, here's all these instruments that you know how to play, let's put them together, let's make a song. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's so that artistic. Was, <laughs> it just, it, everything came together on that last level, so it, mm-hmm. it really stuck the landing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. And um, that's actually something I wanted to briefly touch on. So first off, like, the level design, I'm, yeah, I think we've probably established this. Level design is very smart. Like, mm-hmm. it's all very tight. Um, what I appreciated was as soon as you get to a new chapter, it starts off by like basically showing you like, hey, here's the thing you've never seen before. But it like gives mm-hmm. you a little play space to kind of figure it out a little right. bit. Like yeah. the first screen or two is like just no pressure. Try this like orb that shoots you over here, you know, and you can just kind of bounce around the room kind of trying to trying it out before you continue, mm-hmm. which is super cool. Um, 
And as far as that last level goes, so yeah, you you go through those mechanics on the way up, but then the very last segment of that last level where you're going, like there's a countdown, like oh, you I go from that. like flag to flag, and whereas yeah. the entire rest of the mountain, you don't know how long the levels are, you're just climbing, you're like, man, this is a long level. It's like, mm-hmm. man, this is a big mountain, you know? Uh, but at the end, it, like you like get to a checkpoint, it's like 29, you get a little further, it's like, oh, here's checkpoint 26, you know, you're getting there, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Specifically, what I liked about that last segment is there weren't really any of those mechanics present. It was basically kind of just like bare bones. You have your air dash Mm -hmm. and you are climbing, you know, Mm -hmm. it just kind of felt like that was like just a very pure kind of climb up this mountain experience, which I was super into. So it was was very nail biting, like at that point, because it's just like (laughs) you have 10 more levels to go. And it's like, oh, my God, it's so close. I Brilliant. Little little touches. And I feel like it's almost like with that grab mechanic where you have this unseen stamina mm-hmm. meter that runs out and you're, you know, just climbing up these rock faces. It's like almost kind of conceptually similar to actual mountain climbing, mm. you know, actual mm-hmm. rock climbing where you have to find a place to grab, you know, yeah. if you could fly around and, you know, you had your dark self. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> one one other thing, each chapter has a like pretty well hidden crystal heart. Did any of you get any crystal hearts on your first playthrough? <laughs> Tim, you want to go? Is the crystal heart the same as the crystal gems you collect? Because they're not always heart shaped. No. What are the? Do you crystal know what gems? I'm talking about? Okay, so maybe I found something else. I found. Oh a... no, the crystal gems that turn into a strawberry. No. No. Okay. Go. What ahead. are these things? <laughs> I I don't know. It didn't. It didn't look like it turned oh, into a strawberry. Were they on I... the last chat? Was it in the last chapter? That you found these there crystal was, gems. No, okay, so there was a room with crystal gems on the bottom, uh-huh. but I had only collected one of them in a previous level. It was like a gold. <laughs> yes. Circle. Okay, I got the gold one as well. No, okay. I, I believe that is. I believe that is just the last chapter. To get the crystal heart, you have to collect all of the crystal uh, gems. But I sense. think they're well hidden. I haven't <laughs> replayed the last chapter. Uh, no, the crystal hearts are separate. I only found one. Uh, you had to dash through a couple walls, and then there was a square white block on the ground, and I was like, that's the block from Super Mario 3, uh, level 3, that you sit on for a while, and then you fall through, and then you go and get the warp whistle. And sure enough, I sat on it, I fell through, <laughs> oh and then I was in the background God. of the level. Uh, and so that felt pretty incredible. good to just figure out, figure out on my own. Uh, wow. I, went ba- I went back later and got other, other crystal hearts after like thoroughly searching for them, but that one I just found on my own. Amazing. Um, so there's just one real secret thing in each level yeah, uh, that I, gives you a trophy. I feel like I kind of stopped exploring after a while because, like, I feel like most of the time when I was like, huh, the screen kind of extends up this way. I wonder if there's anything up there. And you climb up mm-hmm. and there's nothing. So I tried that, like, mm-hmm. several times and nothing happened. So I kind of just stopped yeah. looking, I guess. No, yeah, and, that, and that makes sense. Like, I, I found this, I think this was in the third or fourth level. And so then I was much more prone to exploring because I was like, mm. well, what's over here? What's over mm-hmm. here? Sure, right. sure. Uh, so that encouraged me, I guess. I still haven't found, despite having played the first level because it's so short, maybe 20 times, I have no idea where the crystal heart is in the first level and it's driving hmm. me insane. <laughs> I'm about, I'm like, I'm on the verge of looking it up because I swear I've dashed into every pit. I've dashed against every wall. Like, it's not a long level. I don't know where Let us know. It. Update us in um, a future episode. No, there, there's yeah. this weird, um, there's there's this, I think, I think maybe what it is is there's like, if you dash far enough to the left on a certain point, there's this satellite dish that's blinking these colors, and I, hmm. I have no idea what it's supposed to mean. This is like a Fez puzzle, if you guys have ever played Fez, mm-hmm. yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like giving you weird symbols, and you have to figure it out. Whereas most mm-hmm. of the other things in Celeste are like, here it is, you go get it, like, just try sure. to 
you know, do this difficult platforming thing, but this is some kind of like mind puzzle. <laughs> I'm not used to that. <laughs> Using the my final mind frontier. Uh, the mind. Unheard of. <laughs> so yeah, or a different part of my mind, I guess. Maybe there that's left brain, right brain. I don't know. Sure. Uh, so anyway, that's Celeste. Um, closing thoughts on it. Uh. I really, really liked it. Um, I think I mentioned this when I texted you guys earlier. Um, I liked it the more I played it. When I first started off, I'm like, oh, this is a pretty solid platformer. I can see why Max Mm -hmm. likes it. And then, like, towards the very end, I was like, this is probably one of the best platformers ever played. I can see why Max loves it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was very good, very enjoyable. And it was, like, just the right length, I think. But Mm -hmm. with the option to go back and do more challenging puzzles, which I'm honestly, honestly thinking about. I had a good time with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so, yeah, like I'm, I'm looking forward to going back and probably beating all the B sides, but then there are C sides once you beat those. And are that you really, kidding that me? That really scares me based on the difficulty. <laughs> I haven't seen anything, but I've heard, people, sides, I've heard people, dude. I've heard people speak of them in hushed all tones. The way, all uh, the way to Z sides. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, Never but it's a it's a game, game that that is a nice length if you want to beat it. But if you want to like master it, there's a mm-hmm. lot there for you. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think it's a really sweet game. I think it's really cute. The music's really nice. It's just an enjoyable experience that is difficult. So, um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, "I'll just have a, a nice time with this game," it's like that's not going <laughs> to happen. You're going to be like frustrated at times and be like why am i playing this but if you just keep pushing you'll definitely enjoy your experience um yeah. side, it's, it's actually side, pretty short so uh yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Tim. sorry side note i think it's difficult but i feel like the sense you get when you accomplish something mm-hmm. is worth it, it you know right. it's it difficult feels, but fair it's fair yeah. it, it shows it feels, you like the rules of the game here it is good luck and it, it there's it doesn't really uh, with you too much bleep that out yeah. sorry <laughs> um, I will, I will. Uh, yeah so if you're, if you're looking for a game that's like this but a bit nicer to the player try Yoshi's Island yeah <laughs> there you go uh, but yeah one thing that I that I actually like gained as like a awakening of my own self oh jeez here we uh, go was oh, that it, it's made me like the the joy the the joy in the physicality of the game and just moving mm-hmm. around made me realize that like I think like tough platformer games and like specifically platformer games where you can kind of express yourself through mm-hmm. the emotions mm-hmm. have affected my life in a way that I try like anytime I can do something with a little bit of flair, <laughs> usually when throwing an object, I will do it. Like if I have like candy, if I have peanut M&Ms, I'm going to throw them in the air and try to catch them in my mouth. Right. If I have a, a wad of trash, I'm going to try to throw it into the trash can from as far away as possible. And it's like, if I have a pen, I'm going to try to flip it in the air as many times as I can before I catch it. You know, stuff like this that. This explains so much, honestly. This exactly. is Max Sims, everybody. Like in and nutshell um, the man the myth the we're learning legend. we're learning and growing on this podcast that's what definitely <laughs> and we hope you grow with us as we go along on our yeah. journey so anyway, anyway moving along in our journey to our second game oh, wait, 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 no. Me- oh, metacritic no? metacritic oh yeah metacritic sorry um right. so okay we anyway well we're just so for this we just give what our own out of 100 i guess uh mm-hmm. you know score to the game of how much we liked it so uh, I'll let you start, Evan. Okay. Uh, I will say uh, 90. 90, Tim? I'll say 90. Yeah, I mean, 
here's the thing that I really want to. I was thinking about this. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to hold up the podcast. This is no, probably just like a. This is just probably a personal musing issue. So I think this game is very near to perfect insofar as mm. what it was trying to accomplish and what right. it ended up being. You know. Um, so I guess I would say like ninety. You know, ninety five even. Maybe a hundred. I don't know. But it's up to you. It's your taste. I, I would say well, 90. I, I know it feels like a perfect game, but like it's not just perfect for me, I guess. But it, yeah, it's sure. very close. So it's a 90. I, think that's I mean, I guess like obviously like I think this game's amazing. So like part of me mm-hmm. is like, what's keeping this from being one of my favorite games ever? You know, like like little like with things like yeah. that. I guess it's the difference between mm-hmm. like identifying something as being objectively good being versus something that resonates with you on an emotional this, level. No, this I is I feel so. like this score on this podcast is about resonating with you. It's not about a game's right. overall quality necessarily. Yeah. Exactly. I gave Deadly Premonition a 95, I believe, if you recall. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a <laughs> I remember. Terribly overrated score. Uh. (laughs) First time someone's called Devly Premonition overrated. (laughs) This Um, is true. Now, honestly, like, as far as, like, the fact that I just played it, I just finished it this afternoon. Um, Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. I would give it probably, like, a 95, honestly. So even though it's, like, maybe not one of my best games ever because Mm -hmm. maybe I like a different kind of game usually, I really enjoyed myself. And I think I'd give it a 95, so. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, as someone who this is basically my favorite kind of game, and also it's an you know exemplary example uh, of such a game, you know, challenging mm-hmm. platformer, right? Uh, with rewarding mechanics, uh, you know, and you know, going into it, I thought I could care less about the story, you know, whatever. If it's got a story, that's cool. But mm-hmm. then it delivered on that front too. So I mean, mm-hmm. I'd say, God, ninety-eight, man. Oh, <laughs> wow. Like, what did what did I give Undertale? Because I feel like I needed to give I Undertale I thought you perfect. gave it 100. I, feel I like probably would have given it 100. We I can, don't know. We'll, we can figure that out later. Uh-huh. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, Celeste currently has a 92 on Metacritic. So. Wow. Nice. That's, right. that's, that sounds good for, right. good for Celeste, yeah. man. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah, I like how, how many... it was a small team and it was like very auteurish. Like the yeah. one guy, he did like three or four of the main. He like wrote it. He basically programmed it is he definitely nice. did the uh the like yeah game feel of it yeah <laughs> tell mm-hmm. you that much. definitely having played towerfall in the past mm-hmm. um all right so now we can move on to our second game randomly chosen last month it is okay. albert and otto uh by k bros games which is a, a south african game developer so we're getting uh-huh. uh, it's an international week uh, celeste was developed mm-hmm. in canada uh, oh, okay Okay. Because there there is a Canadian postcard in the loading screens of the game. That's so right. They, That's right. It's, yeah, a, it's a proudly Canadian game. But anyway, uh-huh. Albert and Otto is not a proudly South African game. It takes place in Germany. So basically, does it? Did it? Albert and Otto, <laughs> without being too jerky to the game, uh, yeah, it let's is be respectful a here. minimalist kind of atmospheric puzzle platformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you're a boy who is trying to find a girl who uh, I believe is his sister, uh, who appears to have been locked up in some kind of mental institution. Uh, hmm. So, you know, it's, it's I'd say, fairly standard fare for the, you know, quote-unquote atmospheric platformer yeah. type of genre. Um, if you've played uh, Limbo, yeah. uh, you've basically yeah. played a better version of this game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's basically has it's a it's a two color game white and black as well mm-hmm. as there's like one splash of red in there so it's it's a very you know it's a vis- they were going for something visually I'm not gonna say they necessarily achieved that vision it's it's clearly a fairly low budget game mm-hmm. um, yeah but 
Yeah, um, that's what did everyone think of it? How you know? Oof. Go Tim. Yeah. Yes, go ahead, Tim. I mean, it's it's really kind of. Okay, so I, I finished Celeste this evening in preparation <laughs> for the podcast, and then uh-huh. I had Albert and Otto download, and I was like, all right, we need Here to we try go. this out. Yeah. And the thing is, they are both similar in a lot of ways. They they're are both, platformers. They're both side-scrolling platformers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They're both simple, simple games, not a lot of controls, uh, side-scrolling platformers, but just the level, there's levels, man. You know, like, it's just like, it's the polar opposite. Celeste is vibrant. It's fun. It's engaging. It's fast. This one's slow. It's looks moody and kind of lazy. I mean, yeah, it's low budget. Okay. Like, here's my hot take. Yeah. Here's my hot take take. on the look of this game is so somebody went to that Tim Burton exhibit at and they were like, oh, yeah. Glad to have an original idea here. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it, it really does just look like Limbo, but worse, right? right. And right. obviously, I mean, this is the problem with, like, any kind of harsh review of any medium. It's like, yeah, they're probably trying their best, but it's like, yeah. That didn't yeah, really I don't want to hurt well. their feelings yeah. too much. Now, it's felt like a like, first or second game at most um, yeah. for the company as, or As someone who didn't love Limbo even, Limbo is a, hell, is a heck of a lot better. Uh, than yes. this though I will say there are things that I enjoyed about it I didn't think I finished the game it was only about an hour and a half long mm-hmm. and so that I was with me dying way through it over a <laughs> yeah. hundred times Same. uh so yeah this one gave you a death count too I think my death count it was slightly it was like 114 I think I, mm-hmm. I'm guessing you guys didn't finish the game I, no. I played about to... 20 minutes maybe and I was okay. like, I'm yeah, good. <laughs> I played about 20 or 30. I got to the first quote unquote boss. Maybe Ooh. there's like a robot oh. that's trying to smash you. Um, uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Basically, as far as I could tell, maybe it got different afterwards, but the entire game seemed to revolve around a puzzle of there's you and you have your little companion and you mm-hmm. have to figure out how to put your companion on platforms and you on platforms in order to activate switches. And there are boxes that you push and and pull like in games you've been doing for decades. (laughs) This game, yeah, this game reinvents pretty much nothing. Um, (laughs) Some of the puzzles weren't like the worst thing I've ever seen. There was one fairly early on and Tim, let me know if maybe I just accidentally did this wrong because the game has a fair amount of jankiness to it where I feel like I could have. Um, Mm -hmm. But there was a puzzle early on that was before, I believe it was before the robot boss uh, where I had to drop my little, you have a little stuffed rabbit. That's like your second companion thing that you can put on platforms and whatever. But I had to, the only way I could figure out how to progress was to drop him into a pit and then Mm -hmm. it teleported me further into the level. Did what you ever f- do that? Whoa. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, that's so kind of cool, that was actually a, that was an accident, and I thought I was like, oh, I did it right, and I was like, that's actually kind of like a cleverish twist, uh-huh. uh, but I think it was just the jankiness of the game, unfortunately, oh, no. because oh, that was like sad. the best thing that I had to say about the game. Was, <laughs> the was jank that, was the best part. There was one puzzle that like frustrated me for like a couple minutes before I finally figured it out. It was like there was like a rock that fell, and like it like you had to like keep moving yourself from switch to switch, which was kind of genius in a way but also just kind of frustrating because the mechanics didn't really let you do that no i well. don't remember that necessarily so you don't so remember I don't the think, context I don't f- of this glitch then 
Hmm. Not really. There was okay. a tree yeah. on a ledge I was trying to get <laughs> that to. That does not uh, narrow it down so, <laughs> at all. Well, okay. So one thing I thought I thought of interesting. I want to talk about the controls of this game first off. Uh, okay. So obviously, like Tim said, you know, I had been playing Celeste, right? Platformer. You switch to this, and the very first thing, and the thing that. I think is the worst part about this game is it doesn't let you use the D-pad because yeah, all this right. game has that's is right. left and right. There's not even an up or a down in the game. Uh-huh. Uh, so please let me use the D-pad game. You like, why, why not? Why? Was, why? why not? Even uh, on the, the menu screen, I was like trying to get on the menu screen. Exactly. And I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> it's a 2D game. Let us use the D-pad. Um, <laughs> yes. Secondly, you know, I started playing the game. And the first thing I do is jump, and I'm like, "Oh, this mm-hmm. jump feel! It's just a lurch of a jump." Right. Like, <laughs> so the the, the ult or I'll get leave, let's leave my ultimate hot take for later. But okay, uh, <laughs> remember this moment when I'm talking about the jump because that's what ties it together. Okay. Uh, okay. So jumping. Got it. And I was like, "This is horrible." But then, like, I don't know, ten minutes into the game, you get the rabbit, which allows you to double jump. And I thought the double jump honestly felt like weirdly if not good at least interesting if mm. you're doing the double jump while you're moving you almost do like a dive kick motion in that you like <laughs> speed up kind of and so it's a very weird game in that i hated the jump but i kind of like the double jump which is you know um, a weird thing that's the first and last time you'll ever say that statement i'm sure <laughs> yeah as as far as i could tell having not played it for very long i liked the double jump because the first five minutes without it were excruciating sure, <laughs> yes. i just felt so slow and so immobile yeah that when i finally got the double jump i was like okay we're getting somewhere you know yeah. didn't you get the <laughs> so. gun before you got the double jump even yeah the gun uh, yeah weird. there's a there's a gun for no reason in the game that allows you to shoot stuff once in a while you can shoot yeah. birds but and birds come and attack you but like after the first lunge they kind of give up and you just keep walking <laughs> i got the trophy 180 no scope for jumping over a bird and then shooting it and then landing sick so, sick uh, i got yeah. a trophy for trying to jump on the swing to the immediate left of you when you start the game and the trophy is called swing and a miss because oh, I, I, fell got down that. A cliff. I got yeah, that i got right. that too we all, that's, in, that's interesting that that like because no, like, like i feel like if there was no swing there I mean, I was feeling playful, so maybe I would have jumped anyway. But I feel like less people would have got that trophy if there was no swing. Yeah, the swing was definitely uh, a trap. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I've got nothing else to say about Albert uh, Donato. Basically, Uh, (laughs) Um, having having beaten it, I mean, so it's clearly poised as like episode one of a you know serialized platformer thing. but this was actually originally released in 2015 on the PC, so I don't know. Maybe us that. three buying it will give them the the <laughs> development budget they need for episode <laughs> two. How much was it? Eleven uh, bucks or something? Twelve, yeah. eleven ninety nine. At least I finished it. God, guys, uh, we got thirty six dollars. So, anyway, <laughs> we can make jumping better now. Hey, hey, I can hey. eat. I, I downloaded this this afternoon in order to play it for the podcast, and then when I needed to download an update for Overwatch, I needed more space, and I deleted it immediately. So oh, there you I'm go. Do that right uh, now. So that's the hot a, take a, right there. A couple extra things: the the bosses are very frustrating and annoying because unlike in Celeste, uh, the whole long boss process is one you know screen. So if you die at any point, you have to restart the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And even though realistically, if you watched a you know perfect playthrough of them, they're not that long. A lot of it is trial and error, and it's right. just not fun. Uh, the puzzles were, I'd say, the relative highlight of the game. Um, also, the girl you're trying to save is just Louise from Bob's Burgers. Let's yeah, what the fuck? It's nice. the same damn head thing. Okay, sorry. Yeah. You need. She's you got need the. To she's got again. the bunny hood. 
Um, so maybe they're all just uh, Link from Super Smash Bros. Melee. Oh, yeah, with the bunny. Oh, head. Wherever the bunny sure head can. I think that was what Majora's a twist. Uh, <laughs> uh, so one, uh, one, one last-ish thing about the game before we move on to final thoughts. Uh, so the game is kind of janky, and the 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 like platform detection isn't 100% there, especially with the double jump. You can kind of like get to places you're not supposed to. So for the final boss of the game, you're basically riding a floating platform down oh, a no. river. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> a la kind of uh, Super Nintendo Aladdin is the best kind of uh, parable here Comparison. I can think of. Um, but like I missed the jump, like in the, in the time that I beat the boss, I missed the jump onto the platform, but I could... I could, if you can imagine a rectangle floating down a river, I mm-hmm. managed to contact the side of it and then just like <laughs> mash the jump button and climb my way back onto it. So I survived. So, so the jank saved me. Uh, no, so the jank, jank saved me. The, if anything, the jank made the game a little bit more fun to just like play around with. So, so if the developers just, are listening, make it jankier. Yeah, more <laughs> jank to get that bank. Um, so anyway, my final hot oh. take for the game is that it's Limbo 2, the little big planet level. <laughs> okay, yeah. Three ways no. to die. That tracks, that tracks. Um, my final thoughts for the game is that it's low budget, so I feel bad making fun of it, but also just yeah. was not a pleasure to play. I think the puzzles, as far as I could tell, made me think a little bit, but the game's controls fought me to get there, so that wasn't great. So, yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can say that could add to this. I, it, wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't good. I'm sorry. Um, play more video games, take notes, and then add it to yeah. the game. Uh, no, to the developer, play Box Boy on the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, learn how to do good puzzles. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Damn, we're slamming this guy. I hope he listens. I'm, to this I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Albert. It's, I mean, there was stuff I liked. There was stuff hopefully I mentioned that it's I liked. constructive criticism. Uh, uh, let us. Give it the final ranking then. Uh, Evan, you can start, then Tim. Oh, then Lord, I no. Okay. Um, we still haven't really like... established if, like, 50 is an F or 50 is an average game. I guess uh, it depends no, on what I think scale. we're going on the grade scale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 that, yeah That's yeah. what most game, you know, program or websites and everything rank it on. So let's, sure. I'll, let's go I'll, with that. I'll say, not it's not an F, but I'll say 65 a D. So. Uh, I've got to give it... I'll give it a 67. <laughs> Arbitrary <laughs> bump. Well, thanks, man. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I was uh, just going to say 60. Yeah, uh, sure. We're all gonna I'm attempting to look up the uh, Metacritic <laughs> score. True critic score. It has score. a 63. So. All right. There you all go. All right. Well, that's, we're that's all pretty yeah, close. Accurate. Like, that's pretty accurate. Much, we pretty much called it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better luck next time. We've got our finger on the pulse of the industry. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along here, I believe this is the time where uh, Tim announces his pick for February's game. (laughs) Here we go, baby. I'm excited. Okay. Um, what is it? So I was kind of trying to figure out what's a game that I don't think everybody has played, but that I personally had a good time with. Um, mm-hmm. And I also was kind of looking to see if there was any upcoming releases or anything or recent releases that would be relevant. So uh, 
it's kind of cheating in a way because Ooh. there is an upcoming release, but it's a re-release. So uh, I, I would like us to play Devil uh. May Cry 3. Ooh. Nice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> is that Colin Dante's Awakening? <laughs> is it? I guess it might be. Um, Devil May know. Cry 3 is a Bro. classic. It was Bro. easily genre-defining We can talk about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Evan's freaking uh, out, man. Okay, this yeah. is a game like that I have always wanted to play. Okay. I have, uh, I've been trying to get Max to play Devil May Cry 3 since probably 2005. If since I could we say. were in high school. Yeah. Like, hey, you got um, me to play Metal Gear Solid 2, so. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, um, it's a classic. It was genre fighting for its time. I'm interested in looking to see how it holds up in this modern day and age me when we've played a lot of action games since then. Mm-hmm. So, Especially um, since Bayonetta is here, and that's yeah. kind of the queen right now. Yeah. Um, yeah um, we'll so this game is being re-released in the Devil May Cry trilogy um, for <laughs> PS4, but I think that same trilogy came out for PS3, and as far as I can tell, this might just be a port of that. So if you already have the PS3 version, I'm going to say that's fine to play. So I okay. do have the PS3. Version. I don't. I'll probably. It's probably like what five, ten bucks now. Not mm, expensive. For the PS3, do you have it on expensive. PS2 though, Evan? I would oh, say I, play I one of the. Play one of the re-releases, I think, because I think it might have like put like the um, extra stuff in from the start or something. But like dude, that. I want oh, my okay. standard death. Like I no. want to play in. I want to play in a square, okay. widescreen. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, I'm probably gonna get the re-release. I think it's like thirty bucks or something. But I I'm willing to play the first one and the third one. We don't talk about the second Devil May Cry. Which one? Yeah. Number number what? <laughs> the, the what? Devil May Cry 1 Godfather and 3. Part three? Devil yeah. May Cry who? <laughs> uh, the joke is that Devil May Cry 2 is a very bad game. Anyway, um, yeah, so two, that's what we're going to play next time. Though. That was cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Max? King, huh? Here's your crown. <laughs> oh, bam. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, Jesus Christ. We don't talk about that. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm so I'm excited. Looking, <laughs> I'm looking forward to talking about this next time. It's uh, yeah, one of my favorite games. So, yeah. All right. Are you ready to spin the wheel? Yeah. Let's spin so that Max wheel, baby. Let's the wheel do it real quick. All right. So I don't know how many games are actually in the wheel this month. Uh, mm-hmm. I put the list together pretty last minute, but it's enough that I, on the wheel software, I can't actually read the name of each game. So there are a lot of games on here. Oh, shoot. Um, here we go. Let's go. Here we go. The wheel is a spinning. We have. Oh no! Sorry, it has a stupid name. Bubsy oh, Two. No. It's Bulb Boy. <laughs> bulb Boy. I don't know if he's a light bulb. I don't know is, is if he's a like a. Is there space between he, bulb he and be, boy? There's a space between bulb and boy. He might be a tulip. He might be a light bulb. Uh, it's not clear. Bulbs? Is he a bulb? Does he plant bulbs? Is he a bulb? Does he plant You'll bulbs find out while being a bulb? And also a boy. Game. Okay. So Bull oh, Boy and Dante and one Bull month. Boy and <laughs> Bull Boy and Dante walk into a bar. Um, See, one of the one of these months we're gonna get like what I really want is like a a triple A AAA game of a sport that I've never watched. <laughs> NHL twenty nineteen. We, we could have got UFC. Uh, like cut to us like fun. in tears, like guys, this game changed my life. Like, oh my god, like <laughs> Conor McGregor changed my guys, life. I I get Madden. I understand <laughs> it. <laughs> I have like a fantasy team. I'm like into stats. Hey, I did I fantasy last now. year. <laughs> I didn't get last place. Oh boy. Um, okay. All right. Well, let's uh, take us out, Max. <laughs> take All right. Us out. So that's about it. Uh, you can catch us next month on My Best Friend's Game. Uh, I'm Max Sims. I'm at Max Sims on Twitter. 
Uh, I'm Tim Zemanigan. You can find me at Tim Z-E-E. That's Tim Z at at Twitter. (laughs) That's not how it goes. Evan? (laughs) At Twitter? (laughs) Twitter? All over Twitter. And I'm Evan Ledesma, and I'm at Evsters on Twitter. The end. (laughs) That's how we're ending it. Awkward pause and (laughs) (laughs) cut. Okay. Fun. (laughs) 